welcome back to the 13914 podcast sponsored by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so glad you have joined my conversation today and I can't wait for you to hear what God has put on my heart to share with you. So let's get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is the first week of March, March 1st. I can't believe we're in March of 2021 already. It feels like everything just keeps flying by, but we are. And this month is a special month uh, for me as a female and hopefully to all the females out there because March represents Women's History Month. Last month, we celebrated Black History Month. It wasn't specifically what my podcast episodes were about, but I celebrated with them in my own way um, outside of the podcast. And this month, uh, we are celebrating Women's History Month. And a part of the podcast, we are going to um, dive into some characters in the Bible that goes along with this month. We are going to look at the women of the Bible because there are a lot of powerful, important women characters who did great things in the Bible that God used. And I think that sometimes we continue to forget that. Not as women, of course. Uh, we don't forget how strong and powerful we are, but I think there are others that do. So I want to dive in and talk to you about them. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. Okay, so like I said, we are going to jump in with the women of the Bible. Now, some of the women we're going to talk about, you might not have heard much about, or you've only heard them in passing. And some of them are really popular. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you who we're going to be talking about this month so you can kind of prepare. So this week, we are going to talk about Deborah. And Deborah is a judge uh, in the time before King David and King Saul. She was a judge for the Israelite people. We're going to get into more about her today, but also we're going to talk about Ruth. We're going to talk about Esther, and then we're going to talk about some of the women who are technically the tragedies of uh, the Bible, and that's Delilah and Jezebel and uh Tamar had a tragic story, and we're going to talk about them as well because there are lessons we can learn from the women of God who followed his lead, and there's also stories and lessons that we can learn from the women who did not uh, follow God or listen to him or even believe that he existed. So that is kind of the short synopsis of who we're going to be talking about. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about Deborah. And even for myself, Deborah is not a story I ever have read until I was preparing for this podcast episode. Uh, Honestly, I'm going to be honest, I couldn't even have told you that there was a female judge before I started researching for what I wanted to do this month, which kind of makes me sad that I didn't know this um, from a in a personal standpoint. Because the fact that God uses a woman to be a judge, which is a prophet or prophetess because she's a female, is huge in my eyes. Like, I think we don't want to skip over this because 
of the time frame, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me read uh, Judges chapter four, just verses four through five. It just kind of introduces her. Now, Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, I know I said that wrong, I'm sorry, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Now, again, I'm sorry for the name botches. I try real hard with some of these words. Um, I'm not very good when it comes to pronouncing other uh, cultural names unless someone like speaks it to me over and over again. Now, I do want to say something in verse four. It said that she was leading Israel. There's a footnote in my Bible because I'm in the NIV Bible and it's probably worded differently in some of the other translations that are more what they say, quote unquote, accurate, that are closer to accurate from the original language. And traditionally leading at this point in the book of Judges means judging. She was judging the Israelites. And that's what all the leaders in the book of Judges is doing. They're judging the Israelites because at the very beginning of the chapter I didn't read, it said that Israelites were doing evil in God's eyes. And that's normally what happens. They do evil in God's eyes. A judge comes up, saves them. There's peace. But then something else, they do something else that's horrific and has to start over the process all over again. Now, a little background about Deborah. She was the fourth judge in the book of Judges, and she is the only, the only female judge in the Bible times. Now, I want to stop and really sink this part in because I feel like growing up in the church, we tend to especially, especially the very, very conservative churches, the very quote unquote traditional churches, women are said to not be leaders in the church. Women are said not to be leaders in like leaders of men. And what is ironic and just funny is that we look in the book of Judges and we see that God chose a woman, a woman, to lead not the women of Israel, the Israelites, the whole of the Israelites. I, hello? Is this why we skip over this so much? Because we have been in such a masculine, strong world when it comes to preachers and to leaders and to all the things, even not down to like our presidency candidates. Is that why we skip over this? Is that why we don't talk about the women who God chose to lead? Because we don't want them to want us to know. I'm not talking now because we know we're informed, but like back in the olden times, I guess. And it just became commonplace. Now, I I am not a like one of those diehard feminists that are like down with the man and da 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 da. I'm not that way. But I am a feminist in the sense that I want to build up women and to show them they have worth and to show them they can do just as well as men in here. I'm not saying we're the same as men. That's where me and some women, me and some of the the movement women get 
in trouble because we are not the same. There are things that men do that we cannot. There are things that we do that men cannot. Hello, we birth children. We we are the only ones who can who, who can carry a child and birth them. Now, I've never birthed a child, but from what I understand, it is painful and it is it is a process and there's a lot you got to deal with in those nine months of pregnancy and then when you produce the child out. Men can't do that. Only we can do that. God made us separate for a reason, but just because men does certain things and we do certain things doesn't mean that both things aren't the same value. One is not valued more than the other. And there's other scripture... <coughs> Other scripture that I could go to and show you that uh, that could kind of support what I'm saying, um, but we don't have time for that. Uh, if you want to know, message me. I'll send you my thoughts. But Deborah really shows us that we can lead if God chooses us to lead. That's the key. And see, see, that's the key. God has to choose us to lead. And I know that's where a lot of the female movement kind of has problems is they're doing it on their own. The cultural, the normal cultural feminist movement is doing it on their own and they don't have God at the center of it. But for us women, for us women who who believe that we have just as much to give as the men and we can lead if we're called to lead, as long as we have God at the center and we are following his path, we are going to be able to do what we need to do. And we are not less because of a man. If you are a female who works in the church right now, whether you have the official licensed title of pastor or not, you are just as important of a leader in that church as the male leaders. And this is such an important topic for me because I am, I have been called into ministry. In my old church, I I was going to be able to get licensed in, in the denomination I was in. And that was important to me if I stayed there because Everything I did as a fifth grade coordinator and as I did as a small group leader and as I did as an assistant in that leadership, in the leadership roles they gave me, I feel were just as important as my middle school pastor and my high school pastor and our student pastor and our college pastor. We all were leading. We were all doing the same exact thing and that was pushing and well, not pushing, but um, guiding our students towards Christ. And that's what Deborah is doing. Deborah is is a prophet who hears from God and is settling the disputes of the Israelites and judging them and telling them what they're doing wrong or right in the eyes of the Lord. Now, the story of Deborah is very very short, but it's so telling. So the story goes on where they're underneath this king. Um, I think it's his name. I think they say Jebin. And a lot's going on. 
And she brings in this general. She recruits a general. She is considered a military leader because she leads them into war because she recruits a general in. I think they pronounce it Barak, B-A-R-A-K. And uh, she says, hey, if you go to Mount Tabor with your men and I will lead... Um, the enemy general, uh, Cicera, again, could be wrong on how I say that. I'll lead him over and uh, God will uh, give you Cicera and you can you will be responsible for his death and saving the Israelite people. She gets, she sells him this. She's like, hey, God wants to hand you this army. She wa- He wants you to defeat them so that way you can uh, live in peace and and... And be uh, saved from this tyranny, this oppression that you've been under. Because that's normally what happens. Israelites do something bad. They're oppressed. A judge comes along to save them. So we know that she saves them. But the story is a little interesting. So uh, Barak says, okay, I'll do it. But you need to come with me. Like he (laughs) wants her there to make sure this actually happens. Which, again, I find funny uh because he doesn't feel confident to do this in his own which means he doesn't believe that god has sent her to tell him this in some way shape or form and sometimes i i kind of wonder if it was because she was a female or he just didn't trust god i don't know which one it was uh, it could be either or so she's like all right you know what you want me to come with you i'll come with you but you are no longer going to be the one who kills General Sisera and uh, takes credit for this. Someone else will do it if I come with you. But if you want this, I need to go to Sisera. But he wanted her to come with. So they went with and uh, Sisera's army comes to Mount Tabor and there's a huge battle and the enemy like starts to, to leave, to run away. And uh, the general Cicera finds this tent and this woman is there. He's like, can you hide me? And she hides him and he asks for water because he's he's thirsty. And this woman, I think you pronounce it J-L, J-A-E-L. She instead gives him milk, uh, warm milk, which, of course, would draw somebody to be sleepy. And he falls asleep, not able to protect himself. And this woman, who actually is the wife of, I believe, either royalty or family of the royalty of this, like, oppressive nation, she is supposed to be on his side. What she does is she takes a tent, and this is so gruesome, she takes a tent nail and hammers it through his skull to the ground and kills him on spot. So another woman who God doesn't, she doesn't even probably know our God, or at least we don't know if she knows our God, but more than likely she is a pagan woman who doesn't know about the one true God. Uh, God used her to save the Israelites from this oppression by killing the main general and uh, taking out their military might, which again, woman, he uses women, people. I think sometimes we get stuck on these these stories of Paul and um, 
and the disciples and Noah and Joshua and King David, we, we get stuck on all the men because there's so much, so many of them in this. And that's because of the culture. But we forget to look at the women within that God used, even if they maybe didn't know them. So I, I love this because it shows, it shows, number one, women can lead. Women can lead. God can choose a woman to lead. Two, that God can use people that don't even know him for good. I think that's pretty powerful. I think that is absolutely amazing. Because Deborah is in this time of masculine masculinity, like overlords. And she had to have strength and courage and this leadership quality in her to be able to be a judge for her God. And I think that is absolutely amazing. So I want to speak into some of you ladies who may be, you feel like God is calling you into ministry, feel like calling you into the church. First, if God is calling you to be a pastor of some sort, I approve. Go for it. If if that is what God is calling you to do, follow him because that is what he's asked. Because we are supposed to follow him. Two, women, if you already am a leader in the church, whether it is main pastor, because I know some churches have main female pastors, or if you are a coordinator or a director or even just an assistant, quote unquote, or a volunteer, quote unquote, you are a pastor, whether you are licensed or not. Because if you are speaking into people's lives, because God has called you to do that, you are pastoring them. I feel like we get so stuck on, oh, the only way you can be a pastor, the only way that someone can be a pastor is to have a license. But a pastor is more than that. They didn't have licenses back then. They were appointed by God. So why is it today we feel like a license is the only way you can be appointed by God? I guarantee you there are pastors out there who are licensed, but that is not the path God wanted them on. So are they really following their calling? Calling's a tricky thing, and someday we'll do a series on it. But women, I just want you to hear me. God can use you. God can use you. So for the end of the story, uh, the story ends in chapter 5, verse 31, before we get into our judge of Gideon. But I want to read verse 31 to you. It says, so may all your enemies perish, Lord, but may all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. Then the land had peace for 40 years. Deborah is definitely someone to look off 
up to and to study. Even though it's two short chapters, there's a lot of power in two short chapters. So as you go forth, know this isn't me telling you that you are better than men. We are equal. This is not me saying go destroy men. No. What I'm saying is that if God calls you to do something, if God calls you into leadership, number one, it's it's possible because I think sometimes we hear it and we think, oh, no, God wouldn't call us to that. Only men can lead. I think we still have that mentality in the church. But no, if God called you to lead, lead. And two, you have the strength. You just got to follow him. Wow. Oh, I feel that made my soul feel better. <laughs> I hope it made yours. So my challenge to you this week is to really try to hone in on Jesus's voice and see where your calling is. It might not be in leadership. This one might not be for you. You might be like, Ashley, no, God did not call me to be in leadership. He called me to do something totally different. That's fine. But know that whatever God called you to do, you can do it through his strength. So I'm going to wrap up with a prayer. I haven't done this yet on the podcast, but I just, I, I, I feel like I need to pray over anybody who is listening right now. So dear God, God, my father in heaven, to whoever's listening right now, or maybe who is not, who needs to hear from you about their calling, about their strength and their courage and the path you want them on, Lord, I pray that they focus in on you today. That they ask and be still and hear your voice. Lord, you are the God of an impossible things because nothing is impossible for you. God, help us find our calling and help us walk through that with courage. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, family, that's the end of Deborah for first week. I feel like we started off strong. I feel like this was a really good start to the women of the Bible. Now, next week, next week, we're going to go into the tragedies. Next week, I want to talk about some of the tragic women of the Bible, and that's going to be Jezebel, Tamar, and uh, Delilah. So this one might be a little bit longer, but there are so many lessons we can learn from the women that um, are considered kind of evil in some people's eyes. Yeah, yeah, definitely evil. Uh, <laughs> so return next week for that. And I can't wait to hear from you. So if you have comments, questions, concerns, put them down in the comment section or find me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I have a Twitter account now. Um, all of that is linked in the uh subscribe or the uh, description area so bye family i will talk to you next week thank you for listening to the 13914 podcast with me ashley danny brought to you by the limitless broadcasting network i am so thankful that you came by to hang out with me today and don't forget you all are fearfully and wonderfully made till next time everyone bye